jacket and the mic go with it. So, uh, but it's good to be here this morning. Um, appreciate the opportunity again, Brother Phil uh, allows me to come and, and and be a part of the service as well as uh, bring the message. Uh, hopefully, you'll be back tonight. I will. So we'll see how this morning goes before you make that decision. Uh, might be just me and me and uh, Johnny and and Rob tonight. But anyway, <laughs> they're used to it. So. Um, but anyway, appreciate the opportunity. Uh, pray for Brother Phil as, as they're traveling, as was, was said earlier, in Florida, getting a little break, uh, so to speak. He told me it was going to be a quick trip, though. Uh, he, he explained that to me last Sunday night, that they would be going down there and, 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 uh, and, and making a short weekend and, and be back getting ready for, uh, for soccer next week. And from what I understand, it's going to be a, a full year or a full season of soccer uh, somebody said y'all had over 200, 200 sign up this year, so I think that's probably the most y'all have ever had for soccer. I, I remember the first year we we uh, we went out on, by faith to to start doing soccer. Uh, how many years has that been now? Eight or nine? Or no, he hadn't been there that long. Six years. Six years. I remember getting getting the equipment, and we had uh, I think the first year we had more soccer balls than we did kids. But uh, but it worked out well because now it's a it's kind of evened up now. So, but like I said, appreciate the opportunity. Um, I know Jeremy was talking about fall, and I kind of looked around when he said, "Is it fall yet?" And I'm like, "Has he even been outside <laughs> the last <laughs> the last week?" We had we had a little bit of a down a down uh, turn a couple weeks ago. I think we got down to about 90 or 88, and now, and now we're back up to 98 again. So. Uh, yeah, we don't we don't have too many falls around here. Uh, I, I noticed this morning in in the backyard before I left, the leaves were were starting to fall off the off the uh, off the uh, trees out back, and um, I thought to myself, well, either it's fall or they dying from the heat, like everybody else. So, but uh, but anyway, like I say, we, hopefully we'll get a little bit of a break here in the next by Christmas at least. So, uh, something to look forward to. <laughs> but. Uh, I want you to, uh, to, today to turn your Bibles to Mark chapter 11. Mark chapter 11. This is a subject that we've been dealing with at our church uh, at Providence for the last several weeks. And it's, and it's about prayer. It's about prayer. I'm going to give you some statistics in a minute on prayer uh, that I found on, on the internet, online. Uh, just kind of relate to maybe our prayer life individually. Uh, if you're like me, uh, you don't have a problem reading your Bible. You don't have a problem studying your Bible. You don't have a problem going to church uh, every time the doors open. But the thing that's most lacking in my life, as well as most Christians' life, is our prayer, prayer life, spending time with God. And the Bible talks about going into your prayer closet, having that, having that one-on-one time, having that, that uh, alone time with the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, we, we communicate with him through prayer. He communicates with us through his word. But we need that, we need that time together. We need that individual time together. Um, I don't have a joke this morning. Brother Phil came and told us his two jokes last Sunday. I think that's the only two he has. So everywhere he goes, he sells, he sells the, the, the same two jokes uh, I knew I knew those two jokes already when he when he told them, so I'd heard them before. But uh, no, he brought a gr- tremendous message. He was able to come and be a part of the ordination service 
Uh, I appreciate everybody's uh, uh, prayers and, and, and the opportunity to go through that. Uh, <clears throat> that was something that was not planned. I did not pursue that. Uh, I was asked about the ordination, and, and uh, I felt like that's what God wanted me to do and had me to do. So now I'm, I'm legal. Uh, I've, already got, <clears throat> I've already got a funeral and a wedding already, already planned, so... Uh, not mine, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, like I say, it was, it was a tremendous evening. It was a tremendous evening. And Brother Phil just kind of topped it off with his message last Sunday night there at the church. Uh, but Mark chapter 11 is where, where we'll be uh, looking at three verses here. Mark chapter 11, verses number 22 uh, through 24. Mark 11, 22 through 24. And this is a familiar portion of Scripture to most. Uh, it's something that you've probably have studied or, or have heard uh, preaching on numerous times. But it just kind of fits what we're going to be looking at today. The title of the message today is Believing in the God of the Prayer, Not the Prayer. Have you ever found yourself just, just praying and praying and praying, and the only thing that you're focusing on basically is the prayer? You're not focusing on the one who can answer the prayer, who will answer the prayer. And I know I do that a lot of times in my, in my prayer life. I pray, you know, and sometimes, sometimes it's the same thing over and over again. And I find myself concentrating more on the prayer than on the God of the prayer, the one that can answer the prayer. Um, and that's kind of what we're going to look at here in these, in these three verses. Mark chapter 11, verse 22 says, And Jesus answering saith unto them, Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Verse 24 says, Therefore I say unto you, What things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. Father, again, we thank you so much for today. Thank you for this time. Again, in your word, I ask the Holy Spirit that you would speak to each and every heart. And when we leave here today, uh, praising and glorifying you, saying it's been good to be in your house. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Believing in the God of the prayer, not the prayer. I want to read this little story, and then I'm going to go over a few statistics here that I pulled up, like I said, earlier online. It says here, I read about a little boy whose father asked him what they had learned in Sunday school. And the boy launched into a dramatic account of the crossing of the Red Sea, complete with fighter jets, amphibious naval assault craft, and a dramatic bomb strike at the crucial moment. And when his dad asked if that was really the way they told the story, the boy replied, Well, not exactly, but I, don't, I didn't think you'd believe it if I told you uh, they, they, what they really had said or what really had happened. It goes on to say, it says, The Christian life cannot be lived without God. The Christian life cannot be lived without God. Yet too many times we fail to trust in the amazing power we have been given to do His purpose and will in this world. This is a great. Uh, this is great opposition from the, from the devil when we try to do what is right, but that opposition cannot overcome God's people. 
operating in God's strength. Matthew chapter uh, 16 and verse 18 says, And I say also unto thee, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The problem is that when we try to overcome opposition and obstacles in our own strength, we are certain to fail. None of us have the cell or the wisdom, the power, and the ability to triumph on our own. God never intended us to have that. Instead, he intends for us to rely on him alone. Then he not only gives us the victory, but he also gets the credit and glory for it, just as he deserves. So just a little story there uh, that I read several months ago in my, in my daily devotion, talking about our dependence on God or our, our lack of dependence on God. Statistics show, now this is Protestant churches, so to speak, and it was about 6,000 that were surveyed in this, in, this, uh, in this questionnaire. How many pray? Or how many pray on a, on a, on a, on a regular basis? Daily, 54%. I thought that was pretty good, to be honest with you. 54%. But it, it kind of gets worse instead of better. There's still, what, uh, 40, 46% difference there. 54% daily. 23% weekly. 23% weekly. 7% monthly. 7% of Christians, so-called Protestant Christians or Protestant churchgoers, 7% only pray once a month. Listen to this. 15% seldom or never. 15% seldom or... So 15 out of, out of every 100 Christians or, or regular churchgoers never pray. Never pray. That is a sad testament on the church today. Now, 54% that pray daily, I thought that was pretty good, but then you start reading the rest of the numbers there, and it it doesn't get any better. It really gets worse. What category do I, what category do you fall in in those numbers, in those statistics? Just a question. And that's what the message is about today. It's about prayer. Prayer. And not just the prayer itself, not just the words that we pray, but the God that we pray to. The God that can answer. The God that will answer. The God that wants to answer our prayers. What are you believing in today? Are you believing in the prayer itself? Are you believing in the God that will answer that prayer? And like I said, that's what we're going to be looking at in, in Scripture today as we go along here uh, in the outline. First thing it talks about here in verse 22, if you go back there in, in uh, Mark chapter 11, and it's a simple answer, and it gives it pretty quick. And Jesus answered them saying, have faith in God. <laughs> That's where we start right there. If you want your prayers answered, if you want those needs answered in your life, the first place we go to is our faith in God. Not faith in others, not faith in those around us, not faith in our, in our, in our church family or our pastor or those that we confide in on a daily basis, but our faith in God will, will get those prayers answered. Now, it may not always be the answer we're looking for, but I promise you one thing, you will answer. And it may not be on the time frame that we're looking at. 
like we talked about earlier, the fall, as the season changes, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty regular every year. It may not be outside, but on the calendar, there's a, there's a designated day for each season to change. We may not feel it uh, outside these doors, but it, it's on the calendar. But if you want your prayers to be answered on a regular basis, the first place we start, the first place we start is our faith in God. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 says, But without faith, without faith, it is impossible to please God. We can't even please Him. We can't even begin to look for an answer without faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. It goes on to say, it says, For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Are you diligently seeking him, or are you diligently seeking other things to answer your prayer? Now, I don't know about you, but there's been a lot of times that I've prayed, and we're going to look at this in a moment, and I've prayed not even believing that I'm going to get an answer. Much less the answer I'm looking for. Do you, ever, do you ever find yourself doing that in your prayer life? Whether you're uh, the, the 54% or the 15% that seldom or never pray, do you ever find yourself praying about something, not even believing in what you're praying for? Much less believing in who you're praying to? The Bible says he's a... He's a rewarder of those that diligently seek Him. Are you seeking Him today? I hope so. If you are, you came to the right place. You came to the right place. Romans chapter 4, 20 and 21 says, uh, talking about Abraham here, it says, He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully persuaded that what He had promised he was able to perform. Have you ever thought about Abraham and, and Sarah? And the Bible gives testament here, and uh, uh, Paul writes about that faith in Romans chapter 4, talking about Abraham and Sarah and their faith and believing, not, not their unbelief, but talking about their, their belief. Not in, not, in the, not in the prayer, but in the God of the prayer, that he was going to reward them with a child. In their 90s, or now I don't know about you folks, but I, me and my wife talk about this often, and she'll look at me and she'll say, she'll say do, you, do, you wish, do you wish we'd have had more kids? And I look at her like, don't plan on starting that today. <laughs> That's not going to happen. <laughs> but, you know, Abraham and Sarah were in their 90s. Can you imagine that? <laughs> I mean, I, I, can't, I can't even imagine it today. I'm 51. <laughs> but the point of the matter is, hey, they had been promised by God, and they, were, they, weren't trust, they, were, they were not trusting in the prayer or the promise as much as they were in the God of the promise. And you know what? That ought to be all of us in this room today. All of us that call Jesus Christ as Savior that name the name of Christ as Savior in our heart and life. But it all starts with faith. It all starts with faith. Where is your faith at today? Especially in your prayer life. Jesus said to start, have faith in God. That's, that's a good place. Matter of fact, that's a great place to start, is with our faith in Christ, when we want our prayers to be answered.
So moving on to, uh, to number two, not only faith in God, but number two, firm in grammar. Firm in grammar. Look at what it says there in verse 23. It says, For verily I say unto you, that whatsoever shall say unto this mountain... Now, in other Gospels, uh, it talks about a fig tree. But in this, this particular parable here, or this particular uh, portion of Scripture here, it talks about a mountain. And it says here, it says, Be thou removed, and, he that cast, he, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart. Now, it's talking about there a mountain being moved. Now, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of people will say that's, that's, uh, a, that's actual. That's actual. That, that is something, that is something that's, that's, uh, that's tangible. And I, and I understand kind of what they're saying, but to, or literal, so to speak. That we can, we can pray if we've got, matter of fact, the Bible says if we have the, the faith of a grain of mustard seed, that we can move mountains. Now, I don't know about you, that's pretty sad on my part that I don't even have enough faith to move uh, 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 an anthill, much less a mountain, most of the time. But it says there, it says there that we, we've got to be firm in our grammar. We, we've, got to, we've got to specify what we want from God. We have, we have prayer meeting pretty much on Sunday nights. We have a prayer list in front of us. Uh, and, and, it, and if it's like y'all's, probably it seems like there's more added than taken off the prayer list. And it gets longer and longer and longer. But the point of the matter is, we have, we have that every Sunday night. And uh, a, lot of, a lot of times people will raise their hand and say, well, I've got, I've got an unspoken or I've got several unspoken. And, that, and I understand unspoken sometimes. We don't want to let everybody know our business. But on the other hand, when it comes to God, are we giving, when, we, when our prayer life, our, our, our one-on-one time with the Lord, when we're in our prayer closet, are, are, we, are, we, sending, are we sending unspoken prayer requests to Him as well? He wants us to be specific. It says here, hey, hey, if you pray that that mountain will be moved, and you believe that, and you have faith in that, God will do it. <laughs> God will do it. That, now I, I believe that to be I believe that not to be literal, but all of us in this room have some mountains in our life, some obstacles in our life. Are you are you specific when you pray about those mountains? Am I specific when I tell God, hey, this is a problem, this is an issue? Not that I'm telling him anything he doesn't know. But see, God wants us to be specific. He wants to hear our needs, our wants, our desires. We don't, have to, we don't have to broadcast it to everybody around us, but we should tell Him. He's the one that's going to ultimately answer. Are you being firm with your grammar or in your grammar? Are you telling God your, your specific needs? Are you being like me most of the time and just giving, giving Him a vague a vague interpretation or a vague uh, uh, specimen, so to speak, of what we want or need in our life. Second Chronicles 1 and 11 says, and God, and God said to Solomon, Because this was in thine heart, and thou hast not asked for riches, wealth, or honor, nor 
the life of thine enemies, neither yet ask for long life, but hast asked for wisdom and knowledge for thyself, that thou mayest judge my people over whom I have made thee king. And verse 12 says, Wisdom and knowledge is granted unto thee. Now, Solomon didn't ask for a long list that's mentioned here in Second Chronicles, but he did ask for one thing, or two things, wisdom and knowledge. There's two different, there are two different things, wisdom and knowledge. But you know what? God granted him wisdom and knowledge, but he also granted him everything else that was on that, that list. <laughs> Riches, rule over his enemies. Matter of fact, in, 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 in the Old Testament, that was some of the most peaceful times in Israel's history was when Solomon was king over Israel. How many of us today are looking for peace in our life? But we don't have, we don't have that so-called peace in our hearts and in our lives because we're not specific. We're not specific, not with others, not with those around us. And nothing wrong with going to a, a dear brother or a close friend in Christ and asking to pray about something. And I believe when you do that, or when somebody comes to me, I try my best not to broadcast that. And, I, and it would do well for all of us in this room to try not to broadcast when somebody is specific about a need. And they come to you asking if you'll pray with them about it. But are you being specific with the Lord Jesus Christ? Are you being firm with your words, with your grammar? Are you telling Him, not demanding, but telling Him and asking for that mountain to be moved out of your life? James chapter 4 and verse 3 says, Ye ask and receive not because, why? Because ye ask amiss. Ye ask amiss that ye may consume it upon your lust. A lot of times, too, you know, we, we, have, we have issues of asking for things that really don't matter, <laughs> that really don't, don't pertain to our well-being and our Christian life. It's called wants, folks. It's called wants. Now, I understand you say, well, Brother Timmy, I, I, have, I have some things that I, I feel like I need or I want, and it's a need. And that's, that's fine, that's well, if you feel like that. But you know what? Just because you feel like that and I feel like that doesn't mean God feels like that about it. Matter of fact, he's always going to meet our needs. But he may not always give us what we want. I was, I was intrigued the other day. I was in a store, I think it was Thursday or Friday. And somehow or another... Somehow or another, me and a guy there in, in the store started talking about, uh, well, uh, a customer walked up, and we were, we were conversating about uh, some things in, there in the store, and this customer walked up, and they started talking about the lottery uh, and how many millions of dollars it had grown to or gotten to. I can remember a year or two ago that there was a big thing on the news about, I think it got up to a billion dollars. Is that correct? I mean, I'll never win it. You've got to play it to win it, so I'll, I'll never win it. But we got to talking about the, the, the lottery and about how many, uh, the, the lady had talked about how many millions and millions of dollars. And she asked, she said, well, did anybody win it last night or had, had we heard anybody win it? And I'm like, no, ma'am, I, I have no clue. And the other guy said, no, I, I don't think anybody won it last night. And so they, were, they, they continued to talk about it. And we, and we was talking about, you know, what we would do if we won the lottery. 
And, how, you know, well, you know, if I won X amount of millions of dollars, I said, brother, I'm going to be honest with you, I don't even have to have that much. I, I just, yeah, hey, just give me a little small portion and you can keep the rest. Why is that? Because God, God knows I don't need all of that. He knows. That's why most of us, most of us don't get everything we want. Not that I don't want a million dollars or 300 million or whatever. Not that I don't want that. I'd love to have it. I'd love to try to see what I could do with it. <laughs> but the point of the matter is, God's, God's probably, I'm almost certain God's probably not going to give it to me. Why? Because it's a want, not a need. Have you ever wondered why God doesn't always give you what you want? Probably because it's not a need. And I have to look at that in that perspective most of the time. Because there's a lot of things I want. <laughs> there's a lot of things that the old devil dangles in front of you saying, you know, hey, if, you'll just, if you'll just get this or that, you know, things will be so much better in your life. That's not always true. Matter of fact, that's never true. Anything to do with the devil is a lie. It's, the, it's a deterrent. It's an obstacle. And we always think, you know, hey, if I can get this, this job or, 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 or this vehicle or this home. Look, I've got two homes. <laughs> if anybody's interested in a home in Milledgeville, i got the one for you. <laughs> Thank God for renters. <laughs> but the thing about it is, hey, we don't always... We don't always need what we want. And that's what he's talking about there. There's mountains in our life. Are you being specific in your asking? Are you being firm in your grammar? Because it says here, hey, we can move mountains if we have that kind of faith. If we, hey, if we're trusting in God, the one who can move those mountains, it's not us that's going to move the mountain. It's God. It's God being firm. Being firm in your grammar. So faith in God, firm in your grammar, and number three, and the last one here in verse number 24. Favor, finding favor in goods. Favor in goods. You notice that's homiletically correct? <laughs> you say, Brother Timmy, that don't make a whole lot of sense. Well, hang on just a second. I'm going to explain it to you. Not just me, but the Bible. Favor in goods. If you look at verse 24, it says, Therefore I say unto you, What things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. Now we just talked a, a, a little bit about those needs. And that's, that's what Jesus is talking about there. If it's, a legit, if it's a legitimate need, if it's something specific and legitimate in your life that you need, and God agrees with that need, says you'll have them. It doesn't say when you'll have them. It doesn't say how much of it you'll have. But it says you'll have them. See, God, God is a God of needs. And so many of us in here today can, can say amen to that. And so many of us in here today can fill up page after page after page after page. You know, I heard a preacher say this not too long ago. If you're having a, a, a bad day, and really and truly, as a Christian, we should never have a bad day. Just some are better than others. So if you're not having a better day, so to speak, just sit down with a piece of paper and start writing out the blessings of God in your life. 
and things will start picking up. Your attitude, my attitude, will, will, will change just that quick. But favoring goods. Think about all the things that God has given each and every one of us. The blessings that God bestows upon us each moment of every day. You know, a lot of times it, we start feeling sorry for ourselves and start having our little pity party in the corner, so to speak. And, you know, it doesn't take long to start looking around and seeing those that are worse off. Those that are in need more than we are. No matter how needy we may think we are, there's always somebody that needs more. But there's favor in goods. First John chapter number 5, I want to turn there real quick. First John chapter number 5. First John chapter number 5, and we're going to read verses 14 and 15. First John 5, 14 and 15. And the Bible says, and this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, not our will, not somebody else's will, but his will, he heareth us. Isn't that wonderful? That is, that is a great verse. That if we ask according to his will, he hears us. He hears us. Not only that, in verse 15 it says, And if we know that he hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. Isn't that a... I, I, I've read that verse time and time again, but it just, it just kind of jumped off the page when I was studying this. That he hears us according to his will. Aren't you glad, aren't you glad that God is concerned with... His will for us? Aren't you glad that God is a God that wants, hey, to hear our petitions, that wants to provide our needs? Luke chapter 11 verse 9 says, And I say unto you, Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. Aren't you glad of that today? That God meets our needs. And he's concerned about our needs. He's, he's, he's a God, he's a God of, of favor in the things that he provides for us. I mean, think about the blessings just today. Just today. That God has favored us with in our life. The ability to be it. <clears throat> I was talking to Ariel earlier. And he was, uh, he was asking... You know, if I uh, about tonight, come back tonight, and I said, yeah, I, I want to try to make some visits this afternoon uh, to some that aren't with us today, unable to be here physically. Not, not that they, not that if, if they could be here, they would be here, but, but just unable to be here physically. And think about God's blessings in our life that allowed us to get up this morning and to get into a, a car with air conditioning. <laughs> And to drive to church. And to come into the church. And to be amongst God's people. And how many were unable to do that today? And not just today, but any Sunday or any Wednesday night. The favors. The favor of God. The favor in the goods that God delivers to us each and every day. Philippians 4.19, and some of you have this as your life verse probably, but... It says, but my God shall supply 
all your needs. Not just some, not just a few, but all your needs. According to what? Our riches? No. His riches. His riches. And I don't know about you, but I think God has control and God owns a little bit more than me and you do. Matter of fact, the Bible says he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He owns it all, folks. It's all his. Everything we have is on loan from God. (laughs) And aren't you glad of the favor that he bestows upon us? Brother Phil preached the other night and he talked about it. And he said it numerous times from this pulpit. I've heard him. I've heard him numerous times from this pulpit. Talking about his wife and his children. Now, uh, Rachel and Noah were there the other night. The other three were at home by themselves. <laughs> I don't know what they came back to, but they were home by themselves. Maggie, Gray Gray, and Chloe. I can only imagine <laughs> what that was like. But anyway, them three were there Sunday night. And, he, and, he, and he's, he made this statement during the message Sunday night about God loaning his wife or loaning his kids to him. And it's true. It is true. And I have to remind myself of that sometimes. Of all those of all those folks that maybe I'm coming in contact with, or maybe I'm 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 I'm, you know, face to face with, or maybe I'm uh, you know, acquaintances with that don't have that loan anymore. That doesn't have the favor in those type of goods in their life anymore. But you know what? You just got to trust in God. You just got to have faith in God. Because everything we have is on loan. It could be gone tomorrow. It could be gone by nightfall. But aren't you glad because of the favor that God has in each one of our lives that we can put our faith and trust in Him and depend on Him to meet our needs? Are you depending on Him today to meet your needs? I didn't say your wants. I didn't say pleasures. I said needs. And that's exactly what he's talking about here in these three three scripture verses. It all starts with our faith. That's where it begins. That's the foundation right there. It's having faith in a God that can supply all these needs. And you know what? Sometimes he even gives us He even gives us what we want. He even gives us what we want. Not only our faith, but being firm. Being specific in our grammar, in what we tell Him. In what we bring to Him. The Bible says, come boldly unto the throne of grace. We We have that privilege. Aren't you glad of that today? We have that privilege to go before the God of heaven. The God that created everything, including us. And petition Him. And ask. We just read the verse. Ask and it shall be given. If it's a legitimate need, he will supply our needs according to what? His riches. So being firm, being specific in what we want or need in our life. And not only being firm and having faith, but number three, seeing the favor. Seeing all that God has provided, all that God has given to each and every one of us. And not just to each and every one of us, but in our homes, in our families, in our church. In our church. 
I'm going to tell you, the last time I was here, I think it's more people here than it was the last time I was here. Just by, and, and Brother Phil was talking about, you know, there's over 200 that's going to be part of the soccer program this year. Folks, that's not a burden, that's a blessing. And you may work yourself to death. Look, we, we, put, we put together 25,000, 25,000 John and Romans in Spanish to go to Peru from Friday night, or Thursday night, excuse me, from Thursday night to yesterday morning. 25,000. I'm telling you, my hands are sore from putting those together and cutting and stapling and doing all the things needed for just a small pamphlet, of just a small little pamphlet. John and Romans is all it is in Spanish going to Peru. Sea Line South. That ministry is out of Providence Baptist Church. And I looked at Brother Terry, and I said, Brother Terry, I don't know how you do this week in and week out. Because he goes around to churches, and, and they, do, they do this type of project everywhere he goes. He goes to Florida, Alabama, all over the southeast with Sea Line South, putting, putting together Scripture and sending it wherever, it wherever it needs to be or wherever it needs to go. And I told him, I, I looked at him the other day, and I, and I thought to myself, I, I don't know how you do it. I really don't. But it's a blessing to be able to send 25,000 scripture. That is a lot of folks that can be reached with the gospel. And it wasn't, hey, you say, Brother Timmy, shouldn't you have sent them the whole Bible? No. It only takes one verse. For God so loved the world. That's in John chapter 3. For God so loved the world. Matter of fact, for all have sinned and come short of glory. That's in Romans chapter 3. It only takes one verse to to get somebody under conviction. It only takes one or two verses to show them how they can know that that they're saved and on their way to heaven. So 25,000 are going to Peru. And I look look for great and mighty things that God's going to do. Why? Because it was a burden on us. As a church? No. Because it was a blessing that we were able to do it for the glory of God. What, what blessings, what abundance has God given you in your life? The song says, name them one by one. And you'd be amazed at how, how uh, long that list can grow when you sit down and start looking at the favor and goods that God has given each and every one of us. Faith. Faith in God. That's where it all starts. Are you, are you relying on God by faith today? Are you trusting God in faith today to do something that He's never done before in your life? Well, maybe He hasn't done it. Maybe He has not done it. Because we're not firm or we're not specific in what we want from him or need from him. Have you ever thought about that? Maybe we're, maybe we're just, you know, now I lay me down to sleep or, or uh, you know, thank you for this food. We're, we're real vague in our, in our prayer life. I know I am most of the time. Be specific with God. Hey, if you want that mountain removed, name that mountain. Name it. And if it's a legitimate need in God's eyes, hey, 
He'll remove it in his time. And you know what? Until he gets ready to remove or until he gets re- to ready to move that mountain, hey, look at the other blessings God has bestowed in your life. Not burdens, but blessings. Blessings. They're all around us. They're all around us. Whatever the need may be today, as Miss Janie and Brother Rob come with a song of invitation, if you've got a need today, maybe you've never put your faith and trust in Christ. I know this hasn't really been a, a salvation message today, but maybe God has convicted you of your salvation today. You've never put your faith. Maybe you've been baptized. Maybe you're a church member, even here at Emmanuel Baptist Church. But you know what? That doesn't save you. That will not get you into heaven. But trusting in Jesus Christ, putting your faith in Jesus Christ will. It certainly will. And if you never put your faith and trust in Christ, we love to take the Word of God. We love to take Romans and show you from the Word of God how you can know that you know. But maybe your prayer life has been amiss. And it doesn't take long for it to get in that direction or to that point. It really doesn't. The devil is good at distractions. So, maybe God has spoke to you about your prayer life and you want to get that, you want to get that right today before you leave this building. The altar's open. What a, what a great place to get started right here at the altar. Lifting up your voice to a holy God, the one that can move those mountains, the one that can do something with those obstacles. Whatever the need may be today, I, while we sing this song, what? 492, 492. We're only going to sing a couple of uh, verses, but 492. And if nobody responds, we'll, we'll go to lunch. But if God has spoken to your heart, why don't you come today?